When it comes to your child's education, you have a better tuition-free choice in your community. Charter Schools USA is committed to providing high-quality education to all students, regardless of zip code. Our schools offer innovative teaching approaches, immersive, tech-rich environments, and collaborative learning spaces that help students achieve their full potential, all backed by safety measures parents trust. To find a Charter Schools USA school near you, visit topcharterschools.org. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to the Landed Bussy program right here on the Brave Sports Network, 91.7 WPRL and WPRL.org, WPRL's Facebook page. Our producers, Jamario Brooks, Cedric Tillman, Charles Edmond here with head coach Landon Bussey. Give us a call, 601-877-6595. You can tweet a question, Tall Man Radio. You can text a question, 601-301-2611. We'll talk about the week that was Braves basketball. The Braves got it done, but banged up along the way. We'll see how that's coming in terms of rest, recovery, and rehab. Braves at coach Landon Bussey. Coach, how you doing, sir? I'm doing well. Can't complain. Can't complain, especially now since we're in first place as we sit here. Two good wins on this floor against two good teams. One, you look at the record, it's deceiving, but you look at Pine Bluff, a much improved team from what we've seen at a 20-point lead. They made a game of it. These games are hotly contested in Pine Bluff and Valley. Just another example. Absolutely. I think um, in this whack now, it's just competitive basketball. Every game is going to be competitive. Um, you have no nights off. Um, these last two teams are very too um, – Established basketball team, of course, Coach Ivory, uh, well-established in the SWAC. And Pine Bluff is right now at the, at the top of the SWAC. So uh, coming off with two big victories, so we'll take it. Excited about it. Um, just got to continue to work. A former coach said there's no such thing as a bad win, especially this time of year because everybody's banged up, and we are. We'll talk a little bit about that. But, you know, just as long as you finish with a half a point more than the other team, regardless of how it happens, at, at this point I'm sure you're, you'll take – that all day long yeah um of course you don't want to like that you don't want to be that stressed <laughs> out during the game uh, last three four minutes again three to four minutes you want to kind of relax and have a you know good significant lead if it's 12 13 14 20 um that'll be nice but hey you'll take a win a win is better than a loss so you, you got to take it um and i'm excited about where we are right now i tell you what with these home games you don't see fans leaving early. I mean, they're sticking around because these things couldn't get uh, can get interesting, especially down the stretch. So just talk about where you are, Coach, with your team at this point. We are in first place right now. Um, when we left uh, Baton Rouge, we were a game out. Now with our wins, we won three in a row now. Southern dropped a couple, and now we're in first place. Do you, you talk about that? Have you heard the players talk about that? There's a lot of basketball in front of us. But, you know, in sports, in media, we're all about the here and the now. And the here and the now scenario is right now we're in first place. Yeah, I mean, we are. Um, but that, can, that, that that don't mean anything if we don't continue to do what we're supposed to do. Um, it's a lot of basketball left to be played. We've got seven games left, I believe. Um, a lot of basketball left to be played. So 
we, we want to take it game by game. Um, we want we don't want to look ahead. Um, the only only thing our focus is right now is Bethune Cookman. Um, they're coming off of a split in Texas, um, coming off a tough. I just you know watched some of their game not too long ago, um, the ending of them in Texas Southern. So they was right there, had an opportunity to win the game. But you know it's a long season. Um, got seven games left. Um, you don't want to look over anybody. You take one game at a time, and then you see what happens after that. How do you deal with that, though? I mean, it, is it is it hard for you, and is it hard for you to convey to your players, and you think your players buy into that, just the one game at a time mentality? Because it's it's easy to look to see what what Southern is doing. I mean, I was following the Southern game the last couple of games against Bama State and A&M, minute for minute. I was in it, minute for minute, every media timeout, passing on the score. We we say that. But it, how hard is it for you to, to kind of stay in the moment and then for your players? Um, the good thing about it is our games, is all the SWAT games are going on at the same time. So you don't know the other team result until after your game. So you got to focus on your game. So, you know, other conferences, you know, games not is just on Saturdays and Mondays. Our games is just on Saturdays and Mondays. So um, everybody's playing at the same time. And then once, of course, um, once your game is over, you go back and check the score to see where you are, see who upset this team, how this team did this team, whatever the case may be. But, you know, I don't think our guys is really caught up into, oh, we number one, we this, we that. Um, because just last week, we could have ended up in sixth or seventh place um, if we didn't take care of business with Grambling and we dropped off one of these games. So um, right now it's game by game, uh, possession by possession minute by minute so I don't think they get caught up in it I don't get caught up in it um, I know how this I know how basketball works I know how um, the standards of things work once you start to get um, too big hit too big headed um, you start to focus on down the road and you're not focused on the task at hand that's when teams catch up on you well coming off the grambling win it was a tough tough game in Baton Rouge put that behind us we got it done against Grambling, and now let's look at what the week that was Braves basketball. You look at UAPB with Curry, Doss Jr., Ware, Lewis, and Pitt, those five. What was the concern about UAPB going in? I mean, they, they made a bunch of threes to get back in the game after we were up 20, but you look at Doss, and they were living beyond the arc. Was that something that was in the scout? Um, of course. Um, Sean Doss, um, for one, and uh, Milton are the two top scorers in conference right now. So I think both of them is averaging about 18 points. So we want to really key in. And Milton, last time he played here last year, he had 42 points against us. So we wanted to lock in on those two guys. I think we did a good job of locking on Milton. I think the kid Curry came in, hit some shots. Um, it was a, a spark for them. But we knew he could shoot the ball. Um, of course, we didn't probably lock in as well as we should have, and he was able to um, bring them back into the game. But um, they're a well-coached team. They got guys who can score the ball. They shoot a lot of threes so they could be out the game. But they get back in it real quick because I well they shoot the ball. And um, I think their coach does an unbelievable job down there at Pine Bluff. Um, only his second year um, changing that program around. Well, we led by 13 at the break. Pine Bluff off to a quick start. And then we settled in, you know, defensively. And then we were able to, just like last night with Valley, kind of a slow start. And then once we got it going, you know, we battled and we led at the break uh, last night. But, 13-point lead, Coach, uh, against the UAPB is for those watching and looking at, at uh, some some of the highlights there. You know, in terms of how they guarded us, what, what was the challenge there? 
Um, I just think they do a good job of just um, defending you, making you catch the ball further towards half court. Um, they can switch on screens. Um, most of anything, they trap the ball screen so hard. So it took us out of our offense a little bit, how hard they trap ball screens. Because, you know, we're a dribble-drive type of team, like to get downhill. And I like to um, run a lot of different ball screen actions with Byron Joshua going downhill, um, DJ Brewer, you know, if it's Travis Wade getting downhill. But they took us out of our offense by how well they trapped all ball screen. Um, and it made us forced to, you know, maneuver and do a field for things to score the ball. I was kind of concerned with, with UAPB in the sense that they're kind of like us and, and their coach, kind of like you, all of mirror images, is defense first. And they put it on social media how, and they, I, I can't remember what game it was on Twitter, they showed a defensive sequence in which they just, I don't know if it was Texas Southern, I can't remember what game it was, but they were just locking it down for the whole clock. And I'm like, okay, we could have a 49-48 game, which is what you like. But uh, defensively, did you feel like Pine Bluff was kind of a mirror image of your team in terms of how Coach Bozeman's team like, likes to get after it? No, no, I don't think so. Yeah, um, I don't know what they do in practice. I don't know what they um, really pride themselves on. Um, um, I have no idea what, what type of brand of basketball they are. I do know they, they do a good job of defending. Um, we don't drag ball screens, so um, that's one thing we don't do. Um, I think my guards are tough enough to fight through ball screens and guard the yard. Um, we don't try to deny all the way up to half court. They do a good job of making us catch the ball further out. So I think our um, tendencies and our um, defensive philosophy um, is completely different. Now, they're pretty sure they probably have tough practices. Pretty sure it's probably a defensive-minded program. Um, but I have no idea right. what type of um, style of basketball they have as far as in practice. And um, I don't think we mirror each other at all. I just got the sense just – reading the social media stuff that, you know, Pine Bluff's a pretty good defensive-minded team. They just show different segments of how they were able to, you know, force shot clock violations and, and kind of lock teams down. So that was kind of the impression um, that I got. How do you think your team, and speaking of that, how when our offense is pushed out almost right here to midcourt, spread things out and be able to make that adjustment as teams try to push you further away from the basket? Well, we got guys who can break you down. Um, D.J. Brewer can break you down and get to the basket. Charlie Wade can get to the basket. Byron Joshua can break you down and get to the basket. And then you got guys who can shoot a ball from deep. Um, Keandre Montgomery, D.K. Thorne, and uh, Otis Walker, and Devin Carter. So we have a legit you know, amount of guys who can um, score from further distance. So, you know, I have no problem, you know, giving the ball to Byron or Trevin at the top of the key, close towards half court, and still find a way to get the ball to the basket. So, um, but what they did was they did a good job of trapping the ball screen. Um, so, I take my hats off to them. That kind of slowed us down a little bit. Well, we led by 20, Coach, in seven minutes left in the second half. And next thing you know, the three-point game, we hit free throws down the stretch. Uh, wh where did you see that 20-point lead evaporate? Where did it start? Right here on this floor, where did, where did it start? Because it looked like we were cruising to maybe win by a little bit more, but all of a sudden it was a three-point game with a handful of seconds left. Um, we, you know, we actually watched the rest of the game. Um, yesterday, right before our uh, Valley game, mm. watched the last seven minutes of the game, and it was seven oh three o'clock, I believe. The score was sixty to forty, um, and you know I'm thinking like, okay, let's let's lock in defensively, because um, we can lock down defensively um, when, we, when our mind is really locked in. Um, I think we did a good job the first thirty three minutes. Um, so last seven minutes of the game, um, under the eight minute media timeout. 
you know, they have 40 points. Okay, we're, we're, we're doing what we're supposed to do. I mean, we keep this team 40, you know, 52, whatever the case may be, that, that's good. Um, but you think about it, you know, we played against Grambling. The last six minutes and 33 seconds, they only had two points. And this team, the last seven minutes, they had 37, 27 points. Unacceptable. Um, it should not happen. Um, just multiple breakdowns on the defensive end, bad closeouts, um, lack of focus, bad turnovers, um, missed open, wide open layups, and just lack of focus, lack of discipline. Um, and that's the reason why I was so unhappy about how we didn't close the game out well yesterday because we just watched this on film. We just thought we'd try to make the corrections. But it's just a lack of discipline, lack of focus, and um, – we just got to do a better job collectively as far as closing out games. Uh, we already got bit by this in the past to Jackson State, and we're still making the same mistakes for my veteran guys, and that's the most disappointing disappointment part because late in the game, well, majority of the game, you got veteran guys out there. Guys who've been with me now for, since I got here three years, Byron Joshua, Otis Walker, D.K. Thorne, and um, Dontrell McCorders. You know, been here last year. Keanu Montgomery was here last year. Um, Mike was here last year. J.K. is a guy who's been in the swipe before. So, um, Ladarius Marshall, veteran guy. And we're making this, this mistakes. Like, we're a younger basketball team. Like, we can't close out games. And we have to correct this um, going, to, going on the road. When you say, when Landon Bussey says, and I've heard you say this, quite a bit now in these close games and trying to finish the deal, lack of discipline. Now, we know what focus means, most of us, but in your in your dictionary, when you talk about the lack of discipline, what does that refer to in, in your mind as you're coaching this thing and we're up big and next thing you know, we're in a dogfight? Uh, when I say lack of discipline, is the focus um, not being disciplined on your assignments, the closeouts. You know, we got to have better closeouts uh, for 40 minutes. We got to make sure we get over the help side. Um, instead of going under screen, we lock and trail over and be tough, try to fight through all the screen. Uh, being in the gaps, undisciplined, trying to bend glue to your man. Um, so a lot of a lot of it just starts from um, defensive breakdowns that we know our assignment. We go over it every day. Um, our principles don't change. But it's the discipline and the focus that we have to maintain for 40 minutes. And Okay, so the Palm Bluff game, obviously, they made a run. We made free throws down the stretch. What was the key to finishing that game off? Was it tough rebound? I know there was a, a, a ball that was tipped out of bounds. They went and looked at it initially. You know, it was called our way. They looked at it, and it was, in fact, um, our basketball. We hit free throws to close it out. But, you know, just, just talk about that aspect in terms of just getting to the free throw line, as we see here. Uh, Jeremiah Kendall, you know, getting the follow. <laughs> just just look at that, how many offensive opportunities we had there, Coach. There's people looking at it. Uh, we were able to do a good job on the boards. You've always been, you know, pleased about that. But just talk about, you know, the, just the final seconds of that Pine Bluff game. We got a call to go our way, and we hit free throws to kind of give ourselves some room. Yeah, well, it don't. It really don't get that, that far um, if uh, we box out in the free throw line. We watch the film, we didn't box out at all. That's what I mean, lack of discipline from veteran guys. I'm just lack of focus, lack of discipline. Uh, we don't we don't want to put the game in the referee's hands, which we did the other night. And unfortunately, 
um, we had a good enough camera angles for them to see that the ball went off of um, Pine Bluff. But it didn't have to get that. It didn't have to get that far. We just boxed out. Um, do what we're supposed to do and secure the rebound. I remember one sequence late in the game. You call a timeout, and I'm sitting you know, to the right of of the bench, and you didn't say you probably said three words. You were very calm. I think that was more of a settling down timeout more than anything. You could have just went off the rails, but you didn't. It seemed to me like it was more of a timeout just to say, okay, relax, relax. Let's get back out there. Yeah, I mean, try to keep these guys relaxing um, in tough situations. Um, stay poised. Uh, but then sometimes, you know, I think they need, you know, the tough coaching. Um, so it all depends on the, the, how the tempo of the game is, uh, where we are on the court. But it was in good shape, but we just had to settle down and relax and really focus on getting stopped. Sometimes we go for stretches where we just cannot get stopped. Sometimes we got stretches where um, teams cannot score on us at all. So uh, we got to be able to find out or have some um, balance as far as being strict and being tough and being very stingy on the defensive end. When we were up 20, you were still passionate like we were down 10 because I think you wanted, obviously, to keep teams under 60 because that's your kind of Mendoza line, 60 or less. That's what you want. But and I think you've been trying to encourage with a big lead, you know, to close it out. And so it's, it's just continuing to implore upon your team and get that point home that, hey, this – We've seen so many crazy things in the conference already with, with big leads. I mean, we were on the positive end of it. You know, down 17 to Southern, we make a run. Down Texas Southern, down Prairie View. So things can change rather quickly, and you just want to keep the laser focused there because things can change, and it almost did here against the UAPB. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. Um, you definitely want to coach, you know, the full 40 minutes. You don't want to take your foot off the gas. And more so than anything, you want to be, become a dominant team. You want to be very dominant. And I thought that we were very, very, very dominant for 33 minutes, and I thought the last seven minutes we had a complete letdown. So you want to have a complete dominant performance, and I don't think we had that yet. Um, I still don't think we played um, a complete basketball game. Um, I think we did. Uh, I would say Grambling we did. Um, but I don't think that we have really been dominant for a complete basketball game offensively and defensively. Even against Grambling, we were down with eight, and we found a way to, to, to get stops and, and, and kind of get back in. And what was individually who had solid games in your mind, something to build off of on Saturday as we got ready for Valley? Um, I don't know. I can't, I can't remember even who played well that game against uh, <laughs> um, I, Oh, Jer well, you know, J.K., I remember him. Um, he got hurt. Um. I don't know. It's a blur for me who played well against Pine Bluff. It's a blur. I well, have no idea. Well, Jeremiah Kendall didn't play last night. We'll talk about that. But Jeremiah Kendall with 18 and 7 um, on Saturday. Keandre Montgomery with eight points and, and three rebounds. He had two players in double figures, one off the bench and one starting. Uh, Jeremiah Kendall with 18. And then uh, Trevin Wade, who went down last night. We'll talk about that. 16 points been dealing with the groin issue and I, I felt like he was really coming along pretty pretty nicely uh, especially on Saturday at 16 quality points yeah um, feel bad for him such a good kid work hard I uh, want to get back out there on the court um, unfortunately um, he got injured yesterday don't know how bad it is don't think it's too bad um, but you know next man up 
next man up, was able to find a way to get the job done, um, being shorthanded, and that's the expectation um, against Bethune Cookman. Next man up. And we'll talk about the injuries here because the Braves were shorthanded big time last night against Mississippi Valley. Speaking of the Delta Devils, that's our next recap. We'll take a break right here. Give us a call, 601-877-6595. You can text a question, 601-301-2611. You can tweet a question, Tall Man Radio. This Braves team a little banged up for the most part last night, dealt with a very shorthanded bench. The Braves got it done against Mississippi Valley. So we'll talk about all of that. We'll look at the standings, and we'll look ahead to Bethune-Cookman and FAMU. All that coming up after this timeout on the Landon Bussy Show. Farming is dangerous. There's dangers all around us. We go through safety training and try and do these things to make sure accidents don't happen. You don't want to hit a gas pipe because that's your life. The other part of it is if you hit certain things, you're liable for it. Farm Safe 811 starts with you. Always call 811 and wait for any underground lines to be marked. Always keep safety in the back of your mind. Just stay humble. For more information, go to farmsafe811.org. medicines safely online. A safe online pharmacy requires a doctor's prescription, has an address in the United States, has a licensed pharmacist, and is licensed by a state pharmacy board. It's best to stay away from online pharmacies that don't meet these criteria. Discover more helpful tips and resources at BeSafeRx. Go to FDA.gov slash BeSafeRx. All right, welcome back to the Land and Bussy program here at the Davey Whitney Arena. Hope to see you for our next and our last homestand, which is Texas Southern and Prairie View coming up. The schedule flips. We had our first three in a row at home to start conference play, and now it's three in a row on the road at Bethune, at FAMU, and then at Jackson State. And our last two home games here, Texas Southern and Prairie View. Coach, a lot to play for for a lot of teams. Texas Southern started out 0-4, first time in 60 years that's happened, and now they're kind of getting back into the mix. You believe they're a top-five team when it's all said and done, but they're definitely climbing a little bit. We were protecting first place. you got teams that are trying to make the tournament, teams trying to jockey here. So uh, and, and as you've talked about the last three weeks, you could go from first to sixth. You can go from second to eighth. Uh, there's a lot of moving pieces and not a lot of wiggle room. Absolutely. Week by week, <laughs> um, you know, like I said, I mean, just, you know, last week, of course, um, Southern, I'm um, only lost one game in conference. Uh, now they have three losses um, in eight, second, third place, or whatever the case may be. It happened to us. Um, so I'm really going to challenge my guys, really push my guys, see what these guys are made of about um, Saturday. We're going to find out what they made of shorthanded on the road. Um, I think this game, this game right here is going to, going to really um, check the, uh, these guys, uh, see the culture of this program, want to check, see what these guys are made of, see how tough these guys are. Um, when adversity hit, when you're back up against the wall, how do you respond? Is this, and obviously going into the Valley game, banged up Dominic Bruton, saw him and shoot around coming into the gym on crutches. Looks like he's going to be out for some time. We'll talk about that. And then uh, Jeremiah Kendall didn't play. I thought Sean Walker wouldn't, but he did. He wasn't feeling well on Saturday, didn't play. Wade goes down. 
you know, what were you thinking when you're looking down your bench and there's some guys there that uh, that are not there? Did it did it phase you like, wow, we're shorthanded, or just hey, next man up, let's go? No, you don't think that like that. Um, who's not available to you? Figure out how to win, win the game. It's very simple. You find a way to win the game. Um, I have confidence in all them guys on the bench. I, I know they've been through tough practices. The tough practices is tougher than the game. So you don't think of it like, you know, oh, you don't have this person, you don't have that person. You know, of course, you would like to have everybody. Um, but it's basketball, can't control it, it's sports. Um, can't find a way to make excuses, got to find a way to get the job done. So, um, and you got to find a way to win the basketball game. Um, can't think about next week. I need to give me the best seven I feel comfortable that can help me win this game right now. And we'll figure everything else out later on. Well, when you look at Mississippi Valley, George Ivory taking over the program. This team beat Jackson State. Um, their second win in conference. They beat Texas Southern. They beat Jackson State. So what concerns you, Coach, about this Valley team with Stredrick, Barbara Brown, Mosley, and Terry Collins, who had 25 last night. Uh, Collins been around a long time, a really good shooter. He got it going. And, uh, you know, we were down 11. Um, what what, what concerns you about Valley coming in? Um, the 2-3 zone. Um, two, three zone. We're so good at um, getting downhill, getting to the free throw line, getting to our spots. Um, have a lot of different sets to get Byron to the basket. Got a lot of different sets to get DJ Brute and Travin. And have sets to get Dre and, you know, get the ball inside to um, JK and Dontrell. So I think I will, um, how well they are defensively in that zone, active hands, um, flying around and contested shots, keeping you off the paint, making you shoot a lot of threes. We're not a good three-point shooting team. Everybody knows that. Um, we don't spend a lot of time on it. Um, so um, I think they did a good job of just packing in the zone and making us shoot long shots. Well, we made nine threes. I always felt like we were a pretty respectable three-point shooting team. <laughs> Don't you think? <laughs> Trust me, I, I, I've been around some teams where these guys can light it up. Okay. And I think that our guys is more so um, versatile. They can do multiple things. Um, like Keandre, he's not just a shooter. athletic in transition. He can rebound it. Um, he can score at the mid-range. He can rip and go. Um, but we don't have guys who just stand still shooters. And that's just one-dimensional game. I don't recruit them type of players. I like guys who can do multiple things like DK. DK can get out in transition, athletic, um, rip and go, one or two drill pull-up. I don't have just one-dimensional guys. So um, we got guys who can make shots. We don't have shooters. It's a difference. Big difference. <laughs> well, what was the difference? Uh, let's start with the first segment being down 11 um, with 7.39 left in the first half. What concerns you? I mean, I know you were concerned, but we were down 11 at home coming off a, a big Saturday night win. Um, talk about the first 12 minutes and change in which we were down 11. Um, we started slow. Didn't follow the um, game plan um, early on, so I had to make adjustments and um, let send the guys a message and, make some changes, and um, go with some different guys who could follow the game plan. Um, we said we didn't want them to set up in the zone, made or miss. Let's get out and transition and run. Even we uh, maybe make some errors or turnovers, but we want to push the ball early in transition. Um, set up, we want to have a, a ball screen set in transition. Um, and I don't think we did that early on. Started early on. Um, get to the spots early on. Um, see, like they won every loose, loose ball, 50-50 ball. So, you know, and then I guess we start to get our rhythm 13, 14 minutes later. 
seven minutes and take the lead. Are you concerned, and I've heard you say this in shoot-arounds, about slow starts? You shook up your starting lineup. Actually, Dominic Brute, who's out right now, um, was inserted into the starting lineup, I'm sure with the hope, because he is a spark off the bench, he's coming off the bench, starting him to avoid slow starts. So, obviously, he didn't play. But you've talked about for the last few games about slow starts. Is that still a concern? Absolutely. Um, starts want to be ahead. Um, respond. You, know, you don't want to all get to this respond and find a way self out of the hole. You want to be ahead. got to make sure we maintain the focus. Yeah, we haven't had that. When was the last game? Maybe my memories are leaving me. But when was the last game in which we just came out from the door? 20-point lead, eight, nine minutes in. If you're a fan of extreme fun, come on down to the all-new Max Action Arena at Icon Park. Max Action has cutting-edge arena-style virtual reality. Play with up to eight people and survive, fight, and explore the same virtual world. Plus, experience their seven-themed adventure rooms filled with challenges or puzzles and themes like alien abductions and medieval worlds. They even have axe throwing where you can enjoy beer and wine in a fun and interactive space. Visit Max Action today at Icon Park. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. In a while. Last time I remember that was family here. Start the game off 26 to 1. That was last year. That was last, year. last year. Yeah. 26, 26 to 1. That's the type of special. Since we had something like that. Oh, yeah. Family last year. <laughs> <laughs> well, we led uh, 35 34 at the break. So despite being down 11, you know, this team plays better when their backs against the wall. We've seen it. We've seen it. We've seen it. And we saw down eleven. And a great seven minutes. So what 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 was the difference in that seven minute span in which we were down eleven and then we had the lead uh, 35, 34 going into the locker room. Uh, I just think that we make see our defense start to pick up. Start to pick up the business. Shots early on for it. We started to get It's all about getting stopped. We were able to do that. So Warren got rolling. DeAndre Montgomery got got going. Um, look, let, let's talk about Thorne a little bit because he's a walk-on, and he was with the program previous coach. You know what? 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 What signaled for you that, you know, this might be a guy that could really help this roster? Is that something he had to earn? Did you see some potential there? Because you got Pajut, walk-on. You have Thorne, a walk-on. I mean, these guys were kind of on the outside of the bubble looking in when you're a walk-on. You're kind of in that category. 
what stood out to your in your mind about Thorne? How he was, you know, shoots with the shoot machine. He's in here all the time. But those guys that you've talked about that, you know, what talk about his development as a basketball player from the first time you laid eyes on him until you know where he is right now in his game. You know, I mean, a lot of it has to do with um, his work ethic, his work ethic, um, his character. Sean Walker is in the game. 
you know, Sean Walker throws his body around, and, you know, he gave us something last night. Were you happy with his productivity considering he didn't participate shooting around in place there? That kind of the, the stat sheet for him, you know, six points, three or four rebounds. I mean, kind of micro minutes for him. I mean, he, he got some minutes last night considering he didn't play Saturday. Is that kind of what you're looking for from him in the stat sheet? So, We had a 20-point lead, Coach, with uh, 12.56 left. You talk about, you know, closing the game out. We won 81-70. to 70. You know, Talk about that aspect of it, trying to close out that. Yeah, um, we had a 20-point lead. Um, we were able to come out halftime, make some shots. Adam Walker hit a big three in transition. DeAndre hit a shot. And, uh, hit a shot. We saw him able to give Otis Walker, a big club during one of the timeouts. I think George Ivory called it. He didn't kind of wait for Otis Walker, just trying to get get him going. Obviously, went down in the Stephen F. game, missed a bunch of time. You feel like uh, Otis Walker's turning the corner? Hopefully, he hopefully because he's a he's a kid who really. Um, Of exciting Cameron Butler, kid from Pittsburgh, saw some action last night. Um, just talk about the situation. He played three minutes and 43 seconds uh, last night. You know, obviously, question was asked about getting kids from the local area. Uh, kid from Pittsburgh played last night. Cameron Butler, talk a little bit about him and just getting him, throwing him in the mix. Yeah, I mean. side of Cameron Butler and Willie Anderson is obviously we're shorthanded, don't know when some of these guys can come back, Dominic Bruton and you know Wade went down. But the upside of those two, Butler and Anderson. Now what um, Butler, he's a shooter. And that's a shooter. You know, he can he can really light it out. Um, that um, he can count. 
grinding it out and just waiting for their opportunity. So, you know, just being able to get them out there, fans liked it. I, I enjoyed it. Just just seeing it. Second, second out, then, um, at the not point, six, seven games. Yeah. Um, that probably was. so hard, you coach these guys hard and you make no you know, you make no bones about it. So when these guys number is called, you just gotta be ready because even in practice you just throw scenarios out there. Expect the guys to be ready in practice because you're judging them in practice too if they're gonna get out here in the game. So it, it's really it's kinda surprising these guys when they're called, even though they haven't played a number of games at any point with you, just be ready. Yeah, you gotta be ready. that with them all the time, how it's, it's, it's nothing personal. It's just about production and whoever the best body you feel like is, is producing at, at that point. You know, you, you drive that message home all the time because there are, you know, players who want to play. They want to get out here. They're at home. Family and girlfriends are here and all of that stuff. But, but it's just about who's producing in the moment and, and a feel and who's getting it done. Practice, shoot around, film, all, all the focus leading up. These guys all the time. Everybody want to play, um, but I want things too. All one thing, but I'm not going to give you anything. You're going to earn it, um, and that goes for anybody. So it's nothing personal. It's a business, um, and I'm going to play the guys that my coaches, staff, and I feel the most comfortable with that can help us win the basketball game. It's nothing personal. This is a business. Um, and if I don't have confidence that you can help me win this basketball game, maybe change something. Change your work ethic. Change your demeanor. Change your body language. Um, practice harder. Make a change. Um, if you want something to change, you have to make a change. Um, if you don't make any changes, nothing's going to change here for you. Are you a body language coach? Some, some I was talking with somebody not too long ago, and they're saying, "Man, you don't know a thing about body language. Like body language doesn't mean anything." Does body language mean something to you? It means it means a lot to me um, because sometimes, you know, you get on a guy and he drop their head. I don't feel comfortable putting him back in the game. But if I get on a guy and they look me in my eye and say, "I got you, coach," um, they probably won't go back in pretty soon because now you're accepting the message. You're holding yourself accountable. Um, you're listening to um, not how I'm saying it, but you're listening to what I'm saying. And I know that you're ready, but body language is huge for me. 
Speaking of ready, you had to be ready because you were shorthanded. So let's let's talk about it. No Dominique Bruton. Kendall didn't play. Wade banged up. So uh, here it is, 24 hours after the fact. Uh, Dominique Bruton, where, it, are we expected to see him anytime soon? Yeah, I heard somebody say his foot is broke. His, his toe is broke. His toe is not broke. Uh, he have not even seen a doctor yet. So we're working on trying to get him to see the doctor. Um, I think he's scheduled to see the doctor. Uh, Thursday, and I talked to one of my close friends who was a doctor, and he said there's no way he could have finished that game if it was broke. I don't know if it was fractured. So, I don't. I think it's just a sprain. I think he'll be back in a week or two. I'm not too concerned about it. Um, just due to, um, you know, swelling went down. Now, he has, I think that he has to just do a better job of getting rehab. I don't think that he's really attacking it. Um, um, I had a conversation with him about it um, yesterday. Um, but he, he has to spend a lot of time in that training room to get back on the court soon. I tell these all of them, tell J.K., tell Trevin, you know, spending 30 minutes in the training room, uh, 24 hours, not going to cut it. It's all about how bad you want to get back on the court. You better, you better do what you're supposed to do. Get in that training room, take care of your bodies. But, you know, these younger guys, they think they're just going to heal the young ones on. Well, you are going to heal the zone, but it will take longer um, or you will speed up the recovery time if you spend more time in that training room. So, Dominic Bruton, uh, we'll see how that goes. Jeremiah Kendall, uh, talk about his status. I think he, he, was, uh, he did, wasn't shooting around yesterday and uh, obviously didn't play. Where, where is he looking going forward? He'll, he'll, he's going to play Saturday. Um, I, don't, I really don't even know what's wrong with him at all. They told me something was his foot. They didn't, I don't know. Um, he could have played yesterday, um, but, you know, I didn't think that it was worth it, um, being that um, he was only probably about 70 75%. Um, I didn't want anything to happen, um, especially um, not knowing where D.J. Bruton is. Um, so we just wanted to collectively find a way to win that game um, yesterday, and we'll deal with the injuries later on. And then Wade went down. Um, talk about his status. Um, I don't think it's nothing serious with him either. He just went down bad, probably um, just a sprain. Um, I saw his knee today. didn't look that swollen to me. Um, I think that he just probably just got to get it stronger. His knee stronger. Um, once he get comfortable, as far as um, getting back on the court, he'll make that decision. But um, not one of them injuries to me. I think is a season-ending injury. I don't think you know anybody tore anything. I don't think anybody um, think some bad sprain, um, and you know probably some stiffness, and probably you know guys don't feel confident. And of course, um, DJ Bruton is probably the most serious one, um, just because um, he's on crutches. And he, um, his foot is, his toe is swollen. Um, but um, it went down a lot. It went down a lot. Um, and like I said, I don't think that it's fractured or broke. I think it's just a sprain. Um, like I said, I talked to a, doc, uh, a surgeon. They said if it was fractured, and he wouldn't be able to play. Because that happened like the first five minutes of the game against Tom Bluff, if I'm not mistaken. And he finished the game, and I didn't even know that he hurt himself. So, yeah. Not too concerned. You know, I expect for them guys to you know, start trickling themselves back in game by game. Hopefully it's, you know, Saturday, which it probably won't be. Um, J.K. will play Saturday. Hopefully Trevin's able to give it a go Saturday. Um, and D.J. Bruton, hopefully we'll get him back before Jackson State game. I didn't re- realize that D.J. Bruton was even hurt. I mean, he played like he – to me, it looked like there was nothing There was nothing there. I mean, but but he said it was – he was playing on a – he told me yesterday he was playing on adrenaline. Adrenaline kept it from, you know, really being aggravated. And then 
after the game the other night is when it kind of kicked in. But I didn't when I found out that he was banged up. It, he sure didn't play like it. Yeah, they, they, these kids they 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 don't know what's going on. <laughs> they they just say stuff because they hear stuff. Oh yeah, it's Jeremy is yeah, broke. Is yeah, how do you know you haven't saw the doctor yet? Explain that to me. How, how do you know what's going on with your body? You haven't seen the doctor yet. You don't know. You haven't got an X-ray. You haven't got an MRI. You haven't got it evaluated. You have, I mean, nothing. Just absolutely nothing. And they'll try to self-diagnose themselves and get their self-evaluation. And then uh, once you get yourself an evaluation, it's 100% wrong than what the doctor just said. So um, now, of course, you know, another thing is his, his foot didn't swell up until after the game. You know, he could have sprained it. Um, of course, you're drilling and going, but his toe didn't get swollen until, you know, later on. So uh, maybe once the swellness get go down, he can get back on the court. So who knows? Um, you don't want to jump to conclusion. Um, as of right now, these these guys will, you know, eventually start trickling back in. Not too concerned about any of them guys needing surgery, any of these guys have fractures or anything broken. Um, you know, we just got to be very cautious. Um I was very cautious with J.K. yesterday. He could have played if we were in a swag tournament, but um, just didn't want to risk it. Um, I think we got more than enough guys to find a way to will our way through victories, and that's what we're just going to continue to do. With it, with these injuries, and through non-conference, you know, we had a sprinkling of injuries, but is it me or this is probably the most in bulk that we've had guys out at one time? Yeah, I mean, because, you know, you think about it, um, what was it? Pine Bluff. Um, you finally get guys back on the court, your whole team. You've been out all year without Otis. Um, Keandre been in and out all year. Um, Keandre didn't play against um, Grambling. Beyond, Dontrell didn't play against Grambling. Um, Travis been in and out all year. So now you're thinking, like, okay, now the last nine games, you're healthy. You're right where you want to be. You're tied for first place. You're right where you want to bring. You got everybody healthy. Now let's turn the corner. And then, boom, three injuries hit you within less than 48 hours. And you know what? We're banged up a little bit, and we're still right where we want to be. Absolutely. We'll be, we'll be <laughs> fine. We'll be fine. Um, you know, I'll find a way to will these guys to a win and keep get these guys motivated and find seven guys that's going to compete, play hard, and um, give it everything they got. And, We'll see what happens um, down at Daytona Saturday. We'll we'll take a break right here. Speaking of Daytona, that's where the Braves will be. Daytona and Bethune on Saturday. Early start time and, of course, FAMU on Monday. A lot to play for. FAMU trying to make the top eight. So every game is going to be some level of desperation, including our team trying to stay in first place. So we'll talk all about that. Bethune, FAMU, we'll get to the preview coming up after this timeout here on the Landon Bussey Program. A moment in black history brought to you by WPRL 91.7 FM. WPRL celebrating Black History Month, the past, the present, and the future. And we're doing it 365 days of the year. WPRL 91.7 FM broadcasting from the beautiful campus of Alcorn State University. Black History Minute. Greetings. I'm Dr. Felicia M. Nave, the 20th president of Alcorn State University. Join WPRL 91.7 FM 
Alcorn's Public Radio, where we play the best news, sports, gospel, jazz, and R&B. All right, welcome back. We are live here at the David Whitney Arena. Here on Farming this. is dangerous. There's dangers all around us. We go through safety training and try and do these things to make sure accidents don't happen. You don't want to hit a gas pipe because that's your life. The other part of it is if you hit certain things, you're liable for it. Farm Safe 811 starts with you. Always call 811 and wait for any underground lines to be marked. Always keep safety in the back of your mind. Just stay humble. For more information, go to farmsafe811.org. All right, welcome back to the Land and Bussy program. All right, Coach, we're heading to Daytona to take on Bethune-Cookman. Um, Cedric, I don't know if we got the men's standings, if we can pull those up quickly. We do. He says, yes, sir, we do, and we'll pull those up here. And uh, there you have it. The Braves are in first place uh, at this point in time, Southern University, Grambling tied for second, UAPB right there, Jackson State. Uh, they lost one of their best players, so they have struggled a little bit here lately. But you look at Bethune-Cookman, they are one game below 500, five and six. And when we saw this team, Coach, we won 76 to 68. We scored 50 points in the second half. So Reggie Theus' ball club, what can we expect here the second go-round? Um, tough, good, good, good backcourt. Um, and um, Marcus um, Garrett and Zion Harmon, two guys who can score off the bounce, get to their spots. You got a guy, Joe French, who can shoot the ball, and the kid, Kevin Davis, who can rebound it and score at a very high level. What's the biggest adjustment that we have to make this second go round? We're going to do a better job of guarding the ball. Um, this, this week coming up, starting tomorrow, we're going to do a good job of focusing on one on one defense without fouling. Um, being in the gaps and closing out um, and making it tough for teams to score on us. Um, so I think we just got to do a better job of keeping guys out the paint and then limiting them to one shot. And then we head to Tallahassee where the first go-around, it was what I call a Landon Bussey special, 57-47. You, you love that. Now we go to Tallahassee. What's going to be the key there to get a win? Low-scoring game the first go-around. Um, just just got to play out Brandon basketball. Um, that's the team right there that's going to try to slow it down. I'm going to try to run their offense, very disciplined team, um, well-coached team. And so I think with us, we just got to run our offense, got to be disciplined, got to be patient and guard. Um, they got guys who um, can score at a very high level, um, but they, more so than anything, their strength is slowing it down, making it tough for you and defending. I didn't get a chance to go to Florida last year, um, COVID, but I've listened to the games. My good friends at the Black College Sports Network brought the games back and I think you were saying that uh, going to Bethune is one of the toughest places to play, if I'm not mistaken. It's not a not a, a cavernous arena, but they're right there, and they make a lot of noise, and they're, 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 they're pretty much into it. I think you had mentioned that last year. Oh, Cookman, <laughs> I mean, the, the, the students, the fans, they are electric. It's, that's a tough, tough, tough environment to win. Um, they're right there on your back. Um, this packed small gym, got the band right there. Um, they fill up. When we was that only, only played them once, we jam packed game. People get sidelines, baseline. It was like some Rucker Park type of stuff. <laughs> so, um, yeah, <laughs> we we got to find out a way to you know go down there and lock in and focus on the game. Well, you just talked about the metal of your team's going to be tested because. Try to get these guys back. You might, you might not. Next man up, shorthanded, all of that. 
uh, this is probably the ultimate test because we got three in a row on the road. I know you don't look ahead, but our next three are on the road, Bethune, FAMU, Jackson State. And so uh, th this team's going to get tested because we're trying to get guys back and just, you know, the, the massive injuries haven't had that all year. Yeah, well, we're, we're tested. We're about to see what we made of. Um, let, let's try to see if, you know, we can find a way to be successful. Let's not make excuses. Let's find a way to be successful. So we're about to find out what we're made of. Um, it's going to be exciting to see, you know, who steps up. Um, I tell guys all the time, two things that can happen. Um, you can show your coaches um, the reason why um, you might not be in a rotation. Or you can show that we don't know what we're doing. Hopefully you can show me that I don't know what I'm doing, that you step up and you'll be able to deliver. What was the speech to your team after last night's game as we get ready to hit the road? Um, good win. Um, we got a lot of work to do. Um, we're not where we need to be right now. Uh, we have not yet played a complete 40 minutes. Are now. we close? I don't. I mean, I don't know. It goes up and down it's like the stock market. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I thought we were heading in that direction. You know, the 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 whole Grambling game, then the first 33 minutes of Pine Bluff, and then we just. He just let down, but you know we we're going to find a way to um, one of these games um, have a complete basketball game. Hopefully, we can put it all together in the Sunshine State. Yeah, hopefully so, Coach. We appreciate it. Thank you. That's Braves head coach Landon Bussey here on the Landon Bussey program. Next Wednesday night, we will be here. The teams will be traveling back from Florida. So next Wednesday night at 5.30 to 6.30, Nate Kilbert, and 6.30 to 7.30, Landon Bussey. Next Wednesday night for the two programs. Don't forget Braves basketball at Bethune-Cookman. Early start time for the Lady Braves. It will be at 11.45 in the morning, Central Time pregame, noon tip-off from Daytona. We'll talk to you then, and then on to Tallahassee on Monday. For our producers, Jamario Brooks, Cedric Tillman, Nate Kilbert, Landon Bussey, I'm Charles Edmund. Have a good week. We'll talk to you next Wednesday night. So long. You are tuned in to WPRL 91.7 FM, 